All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist Preston Wayne. What is up, Preston? Yo, what is good? What's good? Oh, man, just keeping busy. I know you're busy too, man. Um, so, so before we get into your new music, just tell my listeners a little bit about how you first got into this whole rapping thing and performing. Like, how old were you? You're pretty young. Yeah, um, I was actually nine years old when I recorded my first rap. Um, wow. My brother was in this little rap group in high school, and he just uh, asked me if I was interested in rap because he was doing everything in his power to get me to do what he was doing. You know, I was like one of my biggest influences. So I uh, picked up a pen and pad and wrote my first one, and then uh, really was just doing it as a hobby on the side of sports for the, for the longest. And then about 15 years old, I took it really serious. And that's when I started trying to make it into a career. And then once I got out of high school, kept grinding, and then eventually just moved to L.A. and yeah. starting to work out. When did you realize that you were pretty good at this? Uh, probably like 18, 19. That's when I realized I could sing, you know. And I mean, I've always been a singer. I used to act, do all sorts of stuff growing up. But I really realized that I could, like, do all sorts of different styles and sing and just really understand how to make a song, when the hook comes in, that, yeah. you know, everything like that. So that really came in about 18, 19. Does your brother still perform? Yeah, he's a he's a R&B and pop uh, artist. Nice. That's good stuff. All right, so you got this new single called Problem. I listen to it. It's like, it's like good shit, man. It's like really, I listen to a lot of hip-hop because I interview a lot of hip-hop artists. You know, I get some good stuff. I get some not so good stuff yeah, uh, you know you know what I mean I, you can tell when somebody just slaps some shit together or whatever uh, right. but I but your stuff's quality stuff man I'm really I was really impressed thank you so much man I appreciate you give me the backstory on the song problem it was really just me you know I was living a completely different life before um, everything started really happening out here you know I was sleeping on the floor had no money had nothing eating ramen doing that whole thing you know just living that starving artist life and um, I, got, I got the call that everyone really wants to get, you know, got paid, everything just like completely did a 180 like overnight, you know, I walked out of Macy's and checked my bank account, I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> it just, it just, because like, I was working retail, you know, but I was like, I wasn't selling, I was like waking up early in the morning and stocking sales and I was just doing all that and then, yeah, my life changed, started riding around in different cars, going to different events and, you know, it was just, I felt like a problem, you know, I was like, wait, I'm actually like, you know, really out here doing it, so like, yeah. that's really where the inspiration came from, really mainly, right there. Now, now, now you, you, were, you grew up in Billings, Montana, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you were growing up there, um, you know, when, when somebody hears Billings, Montana, they don't, they don't necessarily associate it with a big music scene, but apparently it's a much bigger music scene than, than people realize is that, is that oh, yeah. fair to say oh yeah very much so like I mean there's hundreds of artists there you yeah. wouldn't think so but there's actually quite a flourishing music scene and I was heavily into it when I before I left and then uh yeah man it's just really big out there and it's honestly starting to really get bigger especially the more ambition I get out here yeah you know it's giving Montana artists a bigger door you know it's it's honestly a good it's honestly a beautiful thing yeah man I definitely I saw that when I started researching for this interview so alright so that so you you pack up your stuff and you say you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here I'm gonna head to LA and then this guy Derek Thornton discovered you so how did the, how did he find you it was through my brother who was working with this girl uh, and my brother said that some guy that he met 
which was Derek uh, Tank, Big Tank. Um, he met Austin. Was Austin was originally showing him his music, but he wasn't really a, a an A and R for pop. You know, uh-huh. he mainly just does the hip hop and R and B. Um, and he heard my verse on one of my brother's songs and was like, I have to meet him. Like, I have to meet him. And so uh, we met up and. From there, it was it was history. Really, we we just got along really well. Now we're just family. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, man. Shout out Big Tank. He really changed my life for real. I mean, these guys have like massive resumes. I mean, they're the names on their resumes. I mean, I read yes. that my jaw dropped. I'm like, dude, I'm about to interview this dude that that you know runs around the people that work with Eminem. I mean, and, and just gigantic names. Yeah, dude, it's really crazy, man. Like you know, I, I still sometimes forget and then when I look back I'm like wait I'm really with some like with literally some of the greatest people you could ever run into so I'm super blessed to be in this position super blessed what's what's tell me a few things that you've that this guy Derek Thornton and uh, some of these other you know prominent people in the music field share a couple things that they've taught you that's most benefited you going forward patience is one of the big things ah patience patience yeah um just patience really mainly is like one of the things that really stuck with me the most because when I, I was the kind of artist before I met them, you know, I'd record a song, mix it real quick, and just drop it, you know, and I was so eager to get music out and, you know, wasn't really focusing on the strategics and really hard to put it all together, you know, and timing and everything like that. And, you know, they just taught me to be patient and just trust the process and just plan everything out and take your time on music, you know, and just... That's one of the main things, and like another thing is just uh, having an ear for what is going to sell. You know, mm-hmm. it's really it's a whole other thing that people really didn't think about. You know, we all make this music that obviously we try to make this music that comes directly from our hearts, but I feel like honestly it's not always about. You got to think about everyone else too. Sometimes when you're trying to make a hit record or money, you know. So that's another thing that I really found out is that it's not always about how you feel. You got to think about others. Um, so that's those are like two of the main things that I really took to heart. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, all right, so 2020, we're like we're like halfway there. So it's, it's 2019 is half over with. Um, and it looks like 2020 could be a really big year for you. Um, what are some of your goals? What do you want to get done? I uh, want to be on my own uh, like tour, nationwide tour by next year. I know we got a college tour being planned right now, so. Um, that's what's happening right now but really by next year i would love to say that i'm getting nominated for a grammy <laughs> you know, like, hey man that's, that's good that's, that's kind of what i'm you know i'm going for it all right now so so i feel like honestly i can hang with a lot of these artists so mm-hmm. any artist at that so I, I i feel like as big as you can really go honestly i'm just trying to do it all i'm trying to do the most right now i mean seriously why not i mean you got the, all the tools you got the talent you got the people around you. I mean, so why why wouldn't you look at something like that? I mean, I think that's realistic, honestly. Right. Thank you, man. Yeah, that's that's just how I'm feeling. I feel like it's really, honestly, 2020. I've been thinking about it. That's that's exactly where I want to be by the end of 2020. It's just you know, wars on my walls. Um, nice. Double the money. You know, everything. I just want everything to be way bigger by 2020. So. And it's going to be, I mark my words. <laughs> I yeah. swear. I can't wait. Look, but don't forget us small guys when you make that big thing. Hey, I'm, oh, I would never. Remember, I'm always going to take care of you guys. You guys are the ones, you guys are the ones that started this. Yeah, there you go. Definitely. I want to have you come back on the show and talk about that Grammy Award, man. Always, man. I'm always ready for that. Yeah, cool stuff. What about some musical inspirations? Who's inspired you coming up? 
rap side of things, you know, I was growing up, I was, I loved Mob Deep. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent was a huge influence, so that's yeah. honestly really cool that I'm working with, you know, that had Aftermath as well with Derek Thornton and Dano at Revenate. So, uh, yeah, I just, I feel like 50 Cent, Mob Deep, of course, a little Eminem. Once yeah. I got into high school, uh, Matt Miller had a huge influence on me, just, you know, his, where he stood in the game. I feel like it's kind of where I'm at, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah, but on like the actual soul, like OG stuff, I really love Prince. Oh, you know, man. Boys. He's one of my favorites. Lo- right, the greatest. Um, yep. Prince, Michael Jackson, of course. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, like I just, I, my dad was a DJ growing up, and so oh. he was a wedding DJ. And so I heard everything from the 40s up to now. Like, so I've heard a lot yeah. of old music. So I'm an old, I have a, like an old taste for music too. Um, but yeah, pretty much it's just like the OG classics, like Graves, Mike Jack. Um, and when it comes to like Jeremiah and Bryson Tiller on the R&B side, I really like, obviously I like old school R&B tunes in line. Yeah. You know, all sorts of stuff. D'Angelo, all sorts, all that kind of stuff. Nice so. diversity, man. It's just really a wide range of, uh, of, um, inspirations. You mentioned Prince a minute ago. I saw an, inf- an interview with Prince, obviously, before he passed away. God, bre- God, you know, God rest his soul. Yeah. Um, I saw Prince interviewed on that TV show, The View. Mm-hmm. And um, he surprised everybody. Nobody knew he was even—he wasn't even booked to be on the show. He just walked out, and he gave tickets to. He was playing in New York City that night, and he gave a bunch of tickets out to the fans and the audience and to, and to the ladies on the View. But one of the ladies—they started interviewing him, and one of the ladies asked him about Justin Bieber. She was like, "What, what do you think of Justin Bieber? Because Justin Bieber is a big fan of yours, and um, he spoke really highly of you recently." And Prince kind of smiled and said, "Hey, I, you know, I give the kid a lot of props. I just wish he would pick up an instrument." And I was like, whoa. I was like, wow. Because Prince played like 12 instruments. Yeah, true. That's true. And I mean, Justin Bieber could play like three, four instruments. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually thought that was a I, I thought that too. So I was like, wow, I can't. I kind of, kind of unlike Prince to go there like that. But I guess he to, Prince really takes that serious, though. If you're going to be a performer, he really he, he thinks that you should be, you know. Rounded, I guess. So I guess maybe that's right, what you're right. looking for. You know, it's pretty wild. Yeah, no, he was he was very serious. He was oh, yeah. super serious and super uh, intimidating. Yeah, very intimidating. Yeah, because he was brilliant. He had one of those like same thing with Michael Jackson. There's like a there's like a handful of them, a handful of artists that I put in that elite section. You have like good ones. You have great ones. Then you have that elite level. And that's like your Michael right. Jacksons and your Princes and you know your Jay Z. There's, mm-hmm. just, there's just certain ones that just separate from everybody else. And you can just feel it when they're in the room. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so how many singles are you thinking you want to drop in the next year or so? Because you like to drop them singles, huh? Um, I'm trying to give you guys one every, you know, month or two. You know, like, I'm just trying to take it for the next, like, three, four, probably the next couple, uh, I'd say probably two, three, four more singles uh, in the next, you know, four to six months mm-hmm. and i'm trying to drop an album really soon so yeah i was going to ask you that is your plan to just kind of kind of drop singles and then put them all together onto onto an album and maybe tour it yeah i'm just trying to build the buzz right now before we go radio you know so yeah i think i think that it's uh i think that it's a really good really good way of approaching it you know with the singles you know getting the hype up a little bit mm-hmm. getting people to know my name a little bit so uh because I haven't really been dropping music at all in the past two, three years, and so I've just been really stacking up and 
I feel like I got a lot of good singles on the way too, and we're gonna we're gonna switch it up. Like the last one, problem. This current one, it was it was more melodic rap, you know. Yeah. Uh, some of these new ones I got coming out, we tried to just take an all rap approach, just so uh, you know you could hear you know me do anything, you know everything and all. So you get I'm, any, some, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish your thought. No, you're good. You're good. I was just gonna say I'm just gonna drop some singles, and then we're gonna drop an album real soon. So be on the lookout for that. All right, what's up? You get any spins on uh, with Problem yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I've gotten a few. I've gotten uh, some radios that are already catching on. Some down yeah. in Atlanta. I've had some in Tennessee. You know, like yeah. people are starting to pick it up. So, and we haven't even really approached like radio that much yet. Like we've just been trying to push it on social, sure. build social media up, and you know, just take the steps you need to take. But people are picking it up, so that's a good sign. Yeah, it sure is, man. Um, do you produce at all, or do you just do you just strictly perform? I do. I actually produce probably seventy five percent of my music. Wow! So you really you're all in with this stuff, man. All in. Yeah, completely. What about make your own beats? Do you make your own beats? Yes. Yes. Seriously, I make I make like I said seventy five percent of do what I do. Um, Wow. I have another producer, uh, Big Tank, Derek Thornton, Big Tank. Yeah. Um, his son is actually an incredible producer. Um, and so he produces a lot of my stuff. And if he doesn't produce it, it's usually me. Or like I have a couple other dudes down in LA that I know that are pretty crazy with it. But yeah. for the most part, you know, I'm sitting alone all day in the studio making my own beats and recording them. And yeah, man. That's good stuff. And you can master that crap. That's a second career, too, if you ever wanted it. Right, I mean, exactly. You know, I mean, Pharrell Williams is my favorite producer on the on the globe right now. I think he, he, he's, he's incredible. He's another one of those. That, that's what I was telling you about before. Pharrell Williams is another one of those. Like, like, uh, I mean, maybe not. He may not have this, as huge of a you know fan base per se as the Michael Jackson or the Jay Z's. But as far as brilliance, as far as like the genius IQ kind of shit, uh-huh. he's in that elite section, man. And longevity. I mean, he's been here yeah. For- Ever, yeah, he's been doing it forever since the nineties. Yep, you remember Babyface? Oh yeah, he's another one that was huge in the eighties and the nineties. I mean, he was like yeah. as a performer, and then he went off the grid for a while. But he was, he just turned into a, the, one of the best producers that ever lived. I mean, he produced a lot of freaking huge stuff. Yeah, totally. I was actually just looking at his resume the other day. Yeah. We were talking about it, me and a couple of the buddies. I was like blown away. Like, yeah. wow, he produced that, he produced that. Yeah, like, exactly. Crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. All right, man. Um, before I let you go, if there's anything that we didn't touch on, let's go ahead and talk. You know, you can bring that up. Also, I want you to tell the people out there listening to where they can follow you on your social media when they can get your music and stuff like that. Hell yeah. Well, it's Preston Wayne on Facebook. Um, Preston Wayne Music on Instagram at Preston Wayne Music um, and I am Preston Wayne on Twitter at I am Preston Wayne on Twitter and just be on the lookout for Montana I feel like it's going to make a huge impact and we're going to be the next hub for the music I really believe that got a lot of artists, artists other than me but I feel like I represent it the bestly and yeah I appreciate you guys for having me on yeah man I appreciate you coming on the show and I want to get you back on too come back when you got something else you're dropping something else you want to talk about of course, of course. Thank you so much. Okay, bro. Take care, man. Nice to talk to you. You as well.